Hello, this is Scott Hanna, and you're listening to Crusader Chronicles. You're listening to Crusader Chronicles episode 33, featuring amazing Spider-Man number 177 and X-Men number 109 from November 1977. Welcome to the 33rd episode of Crusader Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Christados. Crusader Chronicles is a podcast that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by the release date from my comic book collection, either in a digital, in a trade, or from the many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issue or issues for that release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and having fun along the way talking about the comics with my friends. Speaking about my friends that have been here, what? Can you believe it? 33 episodes? I can't believe that. We're closing in on 35 and then 40. Woohoo! But here with me is Jared Elbrick, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. No editing needed. Do my own sound effects. I'm happy to be here for my 33rd episode. Can you guys believe it? I can't believe that. I guess technically it's not my 33rd. Well, it is. I've been here since the beginning, isn't it? This isn't a long box. This is Chronicles. 33. I've been here since the beginning. Can't stop me, 33, baby. (laughs) Anyway, before I get distracted, you know, I have to do some tomfoolery that connects with the comics that we read. So here's my bit for tonight. Just need you guys to meet me at the top of the world to get your slice of the pie. That's all I'm going to say. I like pie. All right. If you're in New York, apparently that means there's a top of the world restaurant and you're going to be cut in on some mobster deal here in Enterprise, Alabama. Delvin's more correct. That means we meet a Waffle House and yes. we get some pie. Ooh. <laughs> Waffle House is top of the world and it's literal pie. Yeah. One is a lot less dangerous for your health. <laughs> Somewhat. Not sure which one. <laughs> I think we got a Waffle House rendezvous coming up here soon. Jim. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'm, we're, I'm looking forward to our uh, Waffle House meetings Waffle for the House? LBC crew during Heroes Con yeah. coming up. Absolutely. Waffle House definitely has to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, also joining us, we have Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. 3033, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I was feeling a little under the weather today, but now I'm feeling as right as a dollar bill. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I'm turning the corner here. I'm laughing on a heart attack. Somebody text Jason. Jason, you all right? <laughs> the damn French toast, wasn't it? It was, man. <laughs> Couldn't resist that powdered sugar. He gonna die. Well, let's just make sure that Delvin makes sure he's got his jacket on. It's a little cold out there. It might be a little rainy, too. <laughs> well, there isn't anything in Pat's polis for this month. Pat's no list. Pat's no list. I, I was never introduced. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, I thought we introduced you already. No. You are implied, sir. You are implied. Oh. That is not an introduction. <laughs> Think of it like one of those real cool cameos when somebody shows up in a movie and you didn't see it coming. <laughs> 
shit, it's Delvin Williams. Like, <laughs> oh, like Brad Pitt. Oh, like <laughs> That's what I'm reduced to on this show. You're Bilbo Bag. Oh, shit, it's Bilbo oh, Bag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a cool drop in, huh? That's, That's you, yep. No, no, Delvin. You're what everybody wants. You are. You are the hot thing. You are the hot thing. That's what I call them hot thing. Hot, hot thing. Right. Hot thing with the chicken wings. Ooh. I can use the chicken wings right now. Huh? I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to get my mind off of that. Uh, that's the end of the show, everybody. We're getting chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> for Chronicles 34. <laughs> no, let us not forget the one, the only, Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Hot thing. Belly 21. Hot thing. Looking for big fun. Hot thing. What's your fantasy? Hot thing. You want to play with me? <laughs> you know, I know normally I'm a pretty complex guy, and you know, I come at you fast and furious with like a whole bunch of stuff and different angles, but this time, just steady and streamlined. Just mm. a straightforward, you know, type person to this podcast. That's me. Hmm. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were up to something here. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't know where Surely the bit's going, but I'm sure we're going to get bit by the bit at some point. <laughs> Surely I wasn't hinting at something there. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, why don't we get back to Pat's polis now? Pat's now that we got everybody in, in, introduced. Yes, yeah. polis. Polis. Polis if you got them. You got them. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> but you're not whipping it out today, huh? Yeah, no, I got nothing to whip out for oh. Pat's polis this time around. Oh. So. Next episode, next episode. Next episode, we will. We'll be whipping it out. (laughs) Better get yourself some protection. (laughs) You better bag it and board it. You better bag it and board it. Yep, that's right. Bag it, board it, slap it, slap a little tape on the back, and you're ready to go. Slack it up. Rub it it down. Rub it down. down. (laughs) That girl is... Oh, I'm trust a log box and a smile. Trust a log box and smile. Now I must warn you. Let's stop. I, well, we, I can keep that going too. Man, he's driving me mad. Bad girl is always to find. I'll do it. <laughs> Her, kiss her, bag her, border. Wrong move today. All right. I don't know where I am in the script, and I do not care. Well, that's going to be it for Pat's pull list. <laughs> Hope you all liked it. <laughs> Hope you all liked it. I will say it was memorable. It's probably the most memorable pull list we've done so far. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. It's all right. <laughs> but yes, definitely stick around, folks, because we will start to get into more and more comics as we go further, further into this collection. Mm. Where, where's Which, the bulk of your collection, Pat? 90s? Uh, You're a 90s guy, right? Yeah, I would say, yeah, early 90s is the bulk. Okay. So, uh, got a ways to go. But, you know, I've, I've definitely been getting more and more back issues mm-hmm. as I hunt around for back bins and, and you know, things that you provide me as well, too. I am a terrific friend. You are. You are you're my best friend. Oh, that is depressing. Yes. <laughs> but so, so is Jason and so is Delvin. 
Yeah. Your best friend. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think with that, why don't we go ahead and get started with this podcast. So with that, we're going to take a quick podcast promo break and we will be right back. Afternoon, everybody. Ryan! How's that baby treating you, Mr. Daly? Like Thanos, snapping his fingers at my bank account. In that case, how about a beer on the house? Sure, gotta give my mouth something to do between podcasts. Say, Ryan, I don't get how you have so much time for podcasting. Doesn't your wife want you spending time with the baby? Would you? Truth is, I think she's a little worried about how much time I'm spending with the kid, ever since his first words were Dagobah system. (laughs) Now she wants me to go out and do something mature, something productive, and most of all, something lucrative that can support the family. So you're going to... Podcast about cheers, yeah. (laughs) That kid's not going to start college for 18 years. I got time. Cheers Cast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Network. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the first featured comic for this episode, and that's Amazing Spider-Man number 177. The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Thank you, Mike. Publisher is Marvel. Got a cover date of February 1978, but it was on sale November 8th, 1977. Cover price was 35 cents. Editor and writer Len Wein. Penciler is Ross Andrew. Inker, Mike. Welcome back, Mike. Welcome back. Was it me or did anybody else when you saw that, like, just get a smile on your face and then look around and go, it's Mike. I did. I was like, I was instantly happy. This book already gets a five. Just because Mike. <laughs> I had to double check it too. I'm like, really? I thought he was gone. I really did. I was like, I miss you, Mike. I love you. I want to point out the return of Mike Esposito. We are currently recording as the first of May, so we're mm-hmm. just four days out from Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. We actually don't know if Mike Esposito has any Mexican heritage, but somehow we decided to him. Probably not. He's probably as Jewish as the day is long. But. <laughs> we could be, could be stereotyping, maybe. I don't maybe. Know. We don't even know. So we can't. There's no malice if we don't know. Ignorance is an excuse, as we've learned recently. <laughs> we love it all. We love it all. Who's the letterer? Letterer is John Costanza. And bringing the party back, keeping it all together, is our color my bad colorist, Glennis Ween. Uh-huh. This was reprinted in Essential Spider-Man Volume 8, trade paperback. Otherwise, you can find it also in Spider-Man Family Number 2 from 2007. Also in the trade paperback, Spider-Man A New Goblin. Or you can find it on Marvel Unlimited as well. And we hope you follow along with us in one of those fashions. Cover credits go to penciler Ross Andrew. Inker is Joe Sinat. So let's get into some cover review and thoughts. We'll start with Jared with the cover description. The Marvel Comics Group banners black letters on an orange background. And speaking of orange backgrounds, our standing post Spider-Man in the corner box is in the same orange. The classic Amazing Spider-Man logo has the webs and it is red with black 
highlights. The main action is all about the Green Goblin, driving his glider through an army of mobsters, tossing one aside by his necktie while shooting another with a laser from his finger while he shouts, Stand aside, fools! The Green Goblin has returned. The poor bastard taking a laser shot to the chest cries, How can we stop him? A third mobster with his gun drawn and pointing to the spidey signal on the floor replies, Forget the Goblin! How are we going to stop him? Now, I'm going to need Delvin on the spraying machine gun sound effect. Jason, you're on laser finger. And Pat, your glider through the air. Three, two, one, go. Y'all want to watch out. <laughs> oh, I got this. <laughs> I really thought Jason was going to do it again. I thought about it. I toyed with it. And I was like, I don't know how pissed they'll be if I do it again. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I, I need, okay, I need those individually. The Delvin's. Gun, which sounded also like a goat. I got it. <laughs> Jason, what was the laser was sound effect? Okay, all right. And Pat, what was that glider? I didn't quite hear that glider. <laughs> you suck at this. <laughs> Delvin, do a glider. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Damn you, dark web. Good one, Delvin. Good. That is one of my favorite subtle bits on the show. Not so subtle anymore, but same sound effects. Delvin's right. You're wrong. <laughs> All right. That's it. Well, thank you for that enjoyable cover description. Let's go ahead and get some quick cover thoughts. We'll start with Delvin. I mean, gents, we mm. have like a bona fide villain on the cover, right? Mm, but. I mean, it's Green Goblin. He's the bona fidest. Yes, but. There's no but. Okay. Well, let's go get to my turn then. <laughs> I think what would have made the cover the absolute coolest is if they would have found a way maybe if Spidey were crouching about to jump at Green Goblin or something. Because having Green Goblin on the cover was awesome. Green mm-hmm. Goblin and Spidey would have been awesomer. So good cover. Andrew worked in the um, Spider Spotlight, which is cool. But I would have liked to have seen Spider-Man there. What do you think, Jared? I agree with you. I think it just needs Spidey. The symbol's cool, but yeah, I think I'd like to see him hover in the background or or bring Goblin closer to the camera. Right now, he kind of mixes in with the mobster guys maybe a little too well. I would like to see either a more overstated Goblin or maybe remove one mobster and add Spider-Man. That's about it, though. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. It's a lot going on. It's action heavy, and it's a lot of fun. What say you, Jason? Yeah, I think you took the words out of my mouth. I was, again, looking at this and thinking it looked a lot like the color forms when I used to do them as a kid. You know, you try to put everything onto that background. So it looks a little too busy for me. I was right on par with you thinking, I like having Green Goblin on there. Delvin's right. It's a bona fide villain, and he needs to be more overstated, I think. It's like, how do we get Spider-Man on there? Well, throw the flashlight (laughs) down there. So, I mean, it's fun. A lot of energy. A lot of excitement. Great villain on the cover, just a little too busy for me. What do you think, Pat? I definitely agree with you guys as well, too. I think what really would have been a cool shot would have been, like Jared said, a little more close-up of Green Goblin and then the spider spotlight like on him, like Ooh. he's caught or something. That yeah, would that would have been cool. cool. Or like in the background and him coming. Yeah. yeah the, the foreground. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, it's like Green Goblin, but then why are they worried about Spider-Man? I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, but, the guy getting blasted in the heart. It's like, I don't really care about Spider-Man right yeah. now. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a decent cover. Color wise too is a lot of blue. Well, I mean, Jared, please tell me that you have something smart about complementary colors or something. <laughs> well, yes, blue and red are both obviously uh, primary colors. So there's no actual opposite really per se on the color wheel, but they do play off one another one another pretty well. I mean, that's the whole reason is costumes blue and red is they play off each other pretty nicely. So that's as smart as I'm going to get. So the floor is yellow, and then the sky is blue. Blue yeah. and yellow make green. Yes, there's a go. green goblin. Ooh. And then you've got the sky is blue. Spider signal is red. Red Ooh. blue make purple. Right. There right. you go. So there you go. Jason's in charge. Oh, oh. your uncle. See, look at that. <laughs> Jason dated Glennis Ween for a short time back in college. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it, Jason. She was, she was way too good for me. <laughs> She's too bad for you. Color. <laughs> color me bad. She colored you bad. Can't sex me up. We can do it till we both wake up. I still don't know what that means. That is the famous line. Making love until we drown. That is the famous line. <laughs> Are you the bathtub? <laughs> what does that mean? What I don't get is like, how do you do it till you wake up? Are you yeah, I, I, yeah. See, that's going to start me on my 90s RV <laughs> All those songs were written by sixth graders. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not how sex works. <laughs> what are you at? Yes. Speaking about how things work, let's go ahead and figure out how our cover rating system works here. It's just a reminder. This is a simple one through five cover rating. Five, you loved it. It tickled your tummy feathers. Four, you really liked it. Three, you just liked it. Two, you didn't like it. Or one, it ruffled your tummy feathers. Jared. My tummy feathers, they're not stimulated, mm. but they're also not disappointed. Ooh. Musical genius, Joe November was here to be a three, five. Mm. I'll go four since the drawing of the Green Goblin is really good. Four. And four. I'll pass it to Delvin. I will also give it a four because if you were going to go for a three, I was going to say, Jared, you got it's a major villain. <laughs> We've complained and we're like, we want major villains. Okay, maybe I've complained. It was me. Yeah. We're not here to take sides. So, so anyway, I'd say four. I did like Graven Goblin being prominent. A Spidey being somewhere on the cover about to attack him or something would have bumped it up to an Insta-5 for me. What do you think, Pat? I'm going to go with three. I liked it. I liked seeing the Green Goblin. I just don't think you need all those guys in the background. And give me some Spider-Man. Jason? It's a three cover, definitely. But Delvin's right. It's Green Goblin on there. So it gets a bump. It's a four. (sighs) You guys in your bumps. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the bump. I like the girls with the bumps in the bump. bump. It's in the bump. Was that Delvin? That was Hammer when he hammered hard. Priest Hammer, don't hurt him. I thought I was the only one that knew about that post too legit era Hammer. Oh no. Oh no. He tried to get in on the gangster rap. Equated that to having a video with him in the Speedo. Ooh, ooh. Beats me. My eyes. My eyes. <laughs> well, speaking about videos and speedos, let's go ahead and get a quick synopsis from Delvin. Yes, sir. Let's do it. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A- Spider-Man. 
Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man. We are into part two of what so far has been a pretty kick-butt storyline featuring the Green Goblin. We pick up right where last issue left off, where Green Goblin throws Flash Thompson out of a window. Spidey jumps after him and makes the save. Easy peasy Japanesey. Green Goblin takes advantage of the situation and punts Spidey off the ledge of the window, forcing Spidey to save himself while Goblin gets away. Some birds were meant to be caged. In saving himself, Spidey has to crash through a car door and the owner was not happy. Asking Spidey, what is your malfunction, you fat barrel of monkey spunk? Really unnecessary. A cutaway to Green Goblin talking to a tied up hooded man. Maybe that man is Barton Hamilton. Maybe it's Harry Osborn. Looks like a case of mistaken identity that could lead old Andy up the river for a long time. Just go with it. <laughs> I, got, I got it. Green Goblin is off with a goal to take over all the crime lords in the city. Now, I can't say things always went well for old Andy, <clears throat> Green Goblin, <laughs> but tonight is his night as he wipes the floor with low-level crooks to find out where the big crime lord, Hullabaloo, is being held. Pete goes to visit Aunt May, who was then visited by Mary Jane and Anna Watson. Aunt May looks like Rita Hayworth in her prime, aged about 257 years. <laughs> Oh, cheap shot. Also, May later has a second heart attack or stroke or something. I'm really not trying to make light of this, but it's kind of her thing. Pete leaves the hospital, supposedly to study, instead to brood, and comes across a double homicide, gangland execution. This leads him to the top of the world, which is like a library. Just go with it again. <laughs> Silvermane is the big boss running the whole mob show. Green Goblin comes in crashing through the window. Spidey sneaks in crawling through a mile of poop, but stays hidden. <laughs> the big reveal is Green Goblin wiping the floor with the mob goons, and rather than throwing Silvermane off the side of the building in an accident, he instead offers Silvermane a sweetheart of a deal, the identity of Spider-Man for control of all the gangs in the city. Spidey is helpless to stay hidden while this happens. Let's hope that this doesn't happen. After all, Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Also, Red was here. What say you, fuzzy britches? <laughs> I have disappointed myself at how long it took me to catch on to the thing. <laughs> I threw a few out there, and I'm like, I did not give the reveal of what I was talking about. I'm like, you know what? Let's just see if, mm. if somebody picks up on it. Mm, well done. Well done. I think you got about three or four out there before I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you were uh, alluding to in that one. I've got to admit, my Pat, you got yeah. a clue? No, I don't got a clue either. I'm yeah, it's the Delvin and Jared show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show, Delvin and Jared show. <laughs> okay. you know, I don't belong here. I know they run this place like a prison. <laughs> it was like Green Mile or something. You're close. Prison, and you also have the correct book author. Ooh. 
Oh, it was uh, oh, it was the one with the, the big dude with the mouse. That's the green mom. <laughs> the green mom. <laughs> oh, never mind. oh, no. I was, okay, so I, it's the one with Morgan Freeman. Yes. Yes. Oh, Shawshank Redemption? Shawshank yes. Redemption. There, there it is. we go. Okay. You took the Lord's name in vain. I'm telling the warden. You tell him with my baton in your ass. <laughs> All right. God, I hate not getting the joke. Clearly, you guys don't have TBS. But, yeah. <laughs> I really don't. Well, thank you for that and explanation of your story within a story. Absolutely. Yeah, I always look forward to see what you have for us. Keep it up. Yes, sir. I demand the next time he reads a synopsis in the Morgan Freeman narrator voice. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that would be, that would be good. good. I joined the Chronicles in 06. <laughs> <laughs> Pat didn't have diabetes. <laughs> Jared still had original bits. But Joe November bit wasn't even created yet. <laughs> that was not a bit. Your Morgan Freeman is way better than mine. <laughs> now let's get to the bricker brick. <laughs> it's a good attempted Morgan Freeman. I'll give you yeah, that. I don't, I don't. Let's get to the bricker brick. <laughs> what you do in your own time, Mister? Wayne. Oh, you moved to a Batman movie. You see that? Yeah. It was just Fox. I'm with Fox. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling it back in here, folks. Pulling it back in. (laughs) Did that look good? Yeah. (laughs) You know, the first attempt didn't really work. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get to the brick or brack for this issue. Let's find out if it's a first read or a reread. Pat, it's a first read for me, Pat. Jason? First read. (gasps) Delvin. (laughs) A hush silence falls. Oh, come on. It's a first read for me. <gasps> Jared. All right. When I was eight years old. <laughs> I've never seen this book before in my life. It's a first read. <laughs> a reading rainbow. It's a reading rainbow. Kick it. Reading rainbow. Everyone's happy. Oh, it's, it's a, you know, it's a good day. It is. It is. Didn't a have good to day. use my AK. No. My turn around. Even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp and the red dark webs of pimp. I <laughs> 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 love it. It's a good day. We got Mike back. Reading Rainbow. Reading Ooh. Rainbow's back. Well, let's get to some quick highs and lows for this issue. We're going to start with Delvin. High, low, or what the? I'm going to go the general high here. Man, after last issue, like I was freaking pumped. Because I'm like, man, this was, this issue was great. And it has the Green Goblin in it. And then it ended on a cliffhanger and everything. And you know that LTSD, you know, Lynn Traumatic Stress Disorder from, <laughs> from, from, from issues past, you know, like in that Flash Thompson arc, I'm like, oh, it's going to be terrible. It might not be good. But, but this one was good. It was really good. And I'm like, man. And, like, and, and so they're developing a storyline with Green Goblin. And so happy Delvin with Spidey. I am very pleased with the direction of this yeah. book right now. All Delvin smiles. With the smiles. I'm just going to say Delvin with a smile. Wow. You can hear it. I'm freaking. <laughs> I'm freaking very happy with what with how the book is going right now. Super freaking happy. Jared, That's high, low, or what the? I'm going to go with a high, Pat. Okay. Tell me about your high. <laughs> it's a good mystery, Pat. All right. Jason. <laughs> 
It was the Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that uh, music. Oh, the mystery is great. I've got my theory. I do believe we have Barton Hamilton in the Goblin Mask. And I think that he thinks that Flash Thompson is Spider-Man. Ooh. That's what I think. Interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to be yeah. clever. If that's what it ends up being, I'll pat myself on the back. I honestly have never read this before. That's my current theory. But I didn't it, think about that. But the whole great thing about this book is that this discussion right here, oh, I didn't think about that. That might be right. That might be wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't know. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. So I'm totally digging it. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I have no idea how this storyline is going to end up. I don't know. I don't either. Who's under the mask, even though I well, think. I know who's under or, the mask. I don't. It's I Cobra think. Commander. Serpentor. <laughs> it's Serpentor. Serpentor, yes. <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be Barton Hamilton, even though Lynn's doing a good job of, you know, he's got the dude covered up with the freaking muffle on with the hood so you can't tell who the person is tied up. So, yeah, we I don't want, know who he is yet. I wanted to go back and look to see kind of match the suit up. I thought about that. Because they were both wearing suits at the time, too. So I'm like, eh, should I go back and find out and do that? Or, you know, uh, but then, then it could be fooling me that way, too. So hmm. I didn't I'm, even think about doing that. I thought about the suit. I thought about the shoes, perhaps. Yeah. But really, how often do you look at a man's shoes? Bam, bam, bam. It's back to <laughs> Shawshank. Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Jason? High, lower, what the? Not a whole lot of lows here for me. I think just starting with the opening, I thought it was a great action-filled opening that really blended together the action, humor, Spider-Man, with him having to go through that guy's car. <laughs> uh, and him, like, just the panel of him trying to carry those two car doors. <laughs> you know? knocked off i thought it was hilarious but you still had the heart because he's still the green goblin is the biggest psychological foe for spider-man as it is a physical foe so all that was kind of blended together perfectly i thought in the opening and then to have it close out with the pissed off guy driving and getting in a head-on collision going down the wrong way street was just perfection Hey, Jason, I want to add a little bit to the psychological piece of it. There was a really good line in there about, you know, how Spider's like, man, the goblin likes pitching people from high places. Like, wait, wait a minute. That was Norman who did that. I got to remember that Norman and Harry were separate. Like, right. Yeah. 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 It's in his head. It's, you can tell it's deep in his head. And, and Len is playing that perfectly. And Pete very much thinks that that is Harry mm-hmm. under the hood. He's convinced it's Harry. That's a good point. And I thought, yeah, all that just was blended together well. I mean, even in today's comics, you sometimes get really heavy-handed action or really heavy-handed drama. But Lynn manages to somehow mix it all up perfectly, blends it perfectly in this opening Mm -hmm. chapter here. I agree. I definitely agree with that. This was well evened out with the action, the mystery, and the other side stories going on with Aunt May and with Silvermane and and that going on. I thought it was really well put together. Yeah. I'm going to go to one of my highs, and it's not about the story. It's about the art. What really stuck out to me in this art, besides a really nice artwork, I liked when they drew outside the panel. There's different spots in here and there where maybe it's just a foot outside, like where Flash is falling and Spider-Man grabs him. His foot is breaking the panel a little bit. And right below that, Spider-Man's hand is breaking the panel there. It's several different panels throughout here that you see that. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool how they did that. So you're not just getting square boxes. You're seeing them break the panel. I want to add to that, Pat. I mean, there are a couple of splash pages Mm -hmm. in the book. 
and we haven't seen a ton of splash pages in a lot of these. This is still considered Bronze Age, right? Is this Bronze Age books in I the 70s? I think so. I'm saying yes on that. Yes, I'm saying yes. In any event, and both of them involved the Goblin. One was the Goblin montage of him going through the city, kicking people's butt. And the other one was Goblin on the glider. Like he using the uh, glider in a really unique way to attack the villains, and particularly that page. It's like, oh, yeah. man, I'd put that on my wall. That's See, a that, great picture. That should have been the cover. Oh, that would have been a great one. That would have been a good one. Yeah, you're right, Pat. But you, yeah, you Bronze, didn't have to Bronze show Bronze Silverman Age. at all. You could have just showed the three chumps getting there. Bronze Age is 70 to 85. Okay. So, so, yeah, you're right. We're in the Bronze Age here. Thank you for that. Well, let's go ahead and go back up to the top. Jared, you got a high, Ooh. low, or what the? Man, we've talked about art, we've talked about mystery and overall tale weaving. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, I will go a high. I will give it a high for including Silvermane. That's a character I don't see a lot. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, Silvermane. I was happy to see him. He's still a thing. Yeah, still a thing. I didn't know much about him. He's so got a uh, mane of silver hair. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be like a big boss kind of be kind of guy. Yeah. He's kind of like, you know, there's Kingpin and Silvermane's mm-hmm. like less than Kingpin, but he's got that hair. He's got that silver mane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I may not have all this, but I got all this. <laughs> <laughs> Just happy to see Silvermane. I'll pass it to Delvin. Sure. And I, I will take that. Let's combine Silvermane uh, with a what the here and say, I mean, geez, I've heard people mock silver hands, but there's a silver mane. Right? <laughs> you know, and he's in a major comic book and everything. So mock that, people. Mock that. <laughs> That's all I got. It's always pushed to that silver hands. <laughs> Jason would give a high to that tender moment with Peter and Aunt May. I think this is another good example of how much Peter relies on Aunt May and how much he loves her and how much she loves him. And that's always tender to see. And then you also got a glimpse of the maturation of the relationship between Peter and MJ as that continues to solidify a little bit. And you get the hint later on that there's going to be some tension as Mary Jane's trying to notify Peter about the decline in his aunt's condition. And of course, he's otherwise engaged fighting the Green Goblin. So that's going to cause some tensions down the road. But it's nice to see them go from this young bickering couple to two people that really care about each other. And Aunt May and Mary Jane and Peter and their worlds kind of coming together. I got a kick out of that as well. It was nice to see Anna Watson as well. Yeah. Because I know Anna and Aunt May are, I think, best friends. So it was cool to see her come and uh, see her friend in the hospital as well. Yeah, it was a good tender scene in the middle of a bunch of action. Mm-hmm. Speaking about action, though, I like how Goblin just once he shows up there and kind of just like, you know what? I'm here to take over. I'm here to do this and no one's going to stop me. And if you are, I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> and how? <laughs> Goblin getting that cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was a man on a mission. It'll be interesting to see why whomever is under the mask is made the decision to go after all you know the bosses. I mean, because he seems like he's got a plan here. Yeah. And, but by the way, to me, that Green Goblin has a plan almost means directly that that's Barton Hamilton, right? Well, that's what's throwing me off too. Is like this guy's got it together. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He knows what weapons to use and do all that so yeah it can't be crazy hairy right 
this is way too calculated, yes. Unless there's a smart Harry. I, I don't know. I mean, Harry definitely gets more oh. dastardly in later versions of Green Goblin, but in this case, I mean, he's pretty much just a recovering drug addict psych patient guy. <laughs> with cornrows. <laughs> yeah, with cornrows for some reason. <laughs> Still not sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> cut it out <laughs> but um very interesting story really interesting if i had to throw a bad in here it would be it was kind of coincidental how spider-man got to the same place that green goblin did you know oh, the top of the world restaurant mm-hmm. oh oh okay i got you it was a little bit coincidental because he just happened to stumble across some gangsters deciding to uh take out a couple of helpless folks even though that was an interesting scene that peter was like no i'm jumping into action i don't even have my freaking mask on mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go avenge these people who got killed that was a pretty cool moment oh man he just like yeah. rocketed that dude up into the fire escape oh yeah that dude should be dead <laughs> that was like god dang man that dude should be big dead definitely <laughs> not yeah. even not he even like small dead. The guy in the throat and just man he was wailing on him and that was a pretty brutal scene too that was dark talking about them going to the top of the world it's 1977 when this is being done so it's really cool to kind of see the twin towers yes and then mention that yeah tugs at my heartstrings every time yeah. i see them it's neat to see how they utilize them that's very much a part of spider-man lore you know mm-hmm. new york city is as much of a character as anyone else is in the book as much as a jjj or glory grant or robbie robertson new york city is a big part of the whole thing yeah. Yes, so. that's very, very true. Well, let's get to some silly Spidey moments then. Jared, you got a silly Spidey moment for this issue? I have one silly Spidey moment and one make your own silly Spidey moment. <laughs> My silly Spidey moment, I'm probably stealing everybody's, is when the jerk in the car flipped <laughs> off to Spider-Man, was a complete a-hole, and then immediately drove his car into another car. <laughs> that was hilarious. They gave that dude a name. That dude had, he, he wanted some beef with Spidey. <laughs> that's did. right. He wanted to fight him? I'm going to knock his black off. Yeah, that's right, Murray. You back off. He had to have a girlfriend hold him back. (laughs) That doctor could kick his ass. I'm going to kick his ass. (laughs) I was wondering if he knew the doctor and it gave him confidence or something. Nobody messes with Murray Futterman. (laughs) Murray Futterman, man. I mean, because when it comes to names that you don't want to mess with, that's like name one on my list. Murray Futterman. Murray Futterman. (laughs) Murray's just one bad. Shut your mouth. That's my silly Spidey. If you want to make your own silly Spidey, I invite you to turn to the page where Aunt May has her second heart attack. (laughs) Top right panel where it really strikes. Ignore all the word balloons. Put your own word balloon in and just have it say brains. (laughs) You'll see where I'm at. That is zombie Aunt May if I ever saw one. That's like a scary Halloween mask. (laughs) I mean, hate to make fun of an old lady having a stroke, but I mean, she did. She looks about like, I mean, 104 (laughs) in that picture. Like, good God, they drew an old elderly friend. Someone get me some tinctures. Ring the apothecary. Oh, and she was just whipping up some guy's butt on the steps before, you know. Had her dander up, man. Yeah, now she's sitting there and then, ah. Anyways, those are my silly spideys. Do it live, Jason. All right. I need everybody to turn to content page 14. And the funniest scene to me that had me just rolling in laughter was Green Goblin's 
name is Goblin Glider. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I thought it looked weird, too, but you really put a descriptor on it. And then there's old Goblin Glider. Yeah, let me add something to that, too. If you look at that same panel, mobster on the left, mobster on the right. What the hell are they aiming at? I know. <laughs> they're just shooting at the wall. They are uh, they're not like, even close. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the page. You get, oh, okay. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, all, he's all grinning. He's, like, he's having a good time with that goblin glider. I don't me and the Goblin Guider, man. We got a I'm in thing love going on. With my car. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. well, Jason ruined another one. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Sorry. Damn it, Jason. Delvin, what you got? Yeah, for the most part, I'm with Jared on his. I did laugh when they took that break. You know, it's a big serious thing going on with Green Goblin. It's like, oh, I got to go towards this. Oh, no. <laughs> He just knew he was in for trouble. And I thought he was going to freaking kick through the door where the driver was. And it didn't. He avoided it and, and went through the passenger or the, excuse me, the back seat. But still, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. It was an interesting break from what was a very tense fight. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going to agree with the same thing. I thought it was funny, too, when he's carrying the car doors back again to the guy. <laughs> that was a funny panel. Yeah. Didn't he have to do that in an issue with, like, Dr. Octopus? Didn't he have to, like, fix the guy's car doors and then that one, too? Yeah, some, a while some back. Too, yeah, because he ripped them off, too. He tried to, like, web them up, and they still fell, <laughs> it fell off. That's right. <laughs> Poor Spidey. Or whatever his name was. Pearl Mutter, all of them. Murray. Murray Putterman. Murray Putterman. 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 What a name. (laughs) He was amped, though, man. He'd been drinking Mountain Dew all day. (laughs) He wasn't putting up with any ass. Well, with that, why don't we go ahead and get into the ratings for this issue? can maybe think where people are, but let's go ahead and find out. So just a reminder for the rating system. It is a one through five. Five is you loved it. It tickled your tummy feathers. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, it ruffled your tummy feathers. You hated it. Mm. I don't want my tummy feathers to be chafed. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that. So let's find out. Jarrett, what are you going to rate it? All right. You said you thought you know how it was going to go. So take a guess. Well, if musical mm-hmm. genius. genius Joe November was here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he'd maybe go a four and a half. Mm-hmm. But because Joe's not here, mm-hmm. you're going to go with a five. Oh, you were so close. Should have gone the other way. Wait. Oh, you were on track. I'm ultimately giving it a four. It's a strong four with Wait, a westerly breeze. No bump. Just a good four. Last issue was a five. This is a continuation of that, but yet no real big development. I'm looking for the reveal. When the reveal happens, and if I like it, it's a five. This is solid continuation of the five we had last week, so it is a strong four. I totally sound like a weatherman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Delvin, what do you got, man? You going with me on the four? You going to bump it up? Bump up. (laughs) I get your joke, sir. You know what? I'm giving it a five. And the reason why I'm giving it a five is because it has not disappointed me. There are a couple of thoughts. I was thinking about giving it a four, but the reason why I'm going to keep it as a five is because the story has stayed high quality with a great villain and the stakes are very high. This is probably the highest stakes that we've seen Spider-Man be under, under Lin Wayne, and he's handling the storyline great with Andrew and Esposito. 
Awesome. Thumbs up. Thumbs way up for me. Let's go, Jason. Lynn's given us a great story. Lynn's given us tremendous action, given us an A-list villain, hasn't forgotten the heart of Spider-Man with the Mary Jane and Aunt May scenes. It's mm-hmm. a five for me. Oh, man. Am I all, all by myself on Four Island, Pat? Or are you moving in? No, I'm sorry. You're there alone, buddy. Oh, <laughs> I'm, going I'm not alone. Time. I got my glider, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with my glider. I'm giving it a five. I mean, this was really good. Very well put together story. Like Jason said, it had all the right parts, just enough heart a little humor and some action and you get you know you get a main big bad villain and the build up to it I'm still riding on the build up to it as well too so well like you said in the when you gave the information on the front you know this is available and it got its own trade paperback that's Mm got to tell you something yeah this this whole thing is solid I'm wondering when it's going to run out that's the only thing I'm like man let's let's keep this going I don't want it you know next issue then it all be over with I want to know what's up with the ghost of Hammerhead (laughs) (laughs) if green Green goblin gets chased away by a trash can (laughs) i I will leave this podcast like that's it i'm done he's gonna get he's gonna get stomped out by stegron (laughs) yes because he's thought out now stegron's making a comeback i can feel it (laughs) yes what it's summer. You, you, should, you should lay down until the feeling passes, Jerry. <laughs> oh, well, with that, I think uh, we'd like to really hear what you guys think out there. If you're listening, let us know what you're going to rate this one. Did it tickle your tummy feathers or did it ruffle your tummy feathers? Are you in the middle? Let us Are know. Are you still listening right now? <laughs> yeah. Are you still listening right now? Let us know. <laughs> Hashtag I'm still listening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that, let's go ahead and bring this to an end for this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. We will be right back. You are about to see the first public exhibition of an entirely new form of entertainment. You are about to see... You are about to see... Because you demanded it. It's Treasury Cast, a podcast devoted to the greatest comics format of all time, the Treasury Edition. DC, Marvel, Archie, IDW, and more, bigger than life. It's the Treasury Cast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and on fireandwaterpodcast.com. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode, which is normally determined by our Crusader Club members. Club members can get a vote on this segment using the online poll only available on the Longbox Crusade page at patreon.com. If you want to get in on the voting, and voting will be next episode, all you have to do is get involved in our Crusader Club member, and that's on patreon.com for just a buck. One dollar? One dollar. Is that like a dollar every day? No, it's only a dollar a month. What? Yeah. Dollar a month? Do we give these people what just else like you free stuff? Do we just give things away? We do. What? <laughs> we do. Every month we give something away. How are you going to run a successful business? <laughs> you know, I asked myself really that, Jared, too. And I don't. This business model. I can't believe it myself. You know, it's not about us. We're giving it to the people. The people. Oh. The people. I like it. (laughs) 
Also, you can become a Crusader Club member as well, too, and get in on this fun that we're having with the voting. Mm-hmm. But now let's go ahead and get to the featured second episode, and that's X-Men 109. Credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics again. Thank you, Mike. Publisher is Marvel. Got a cover date of February 1978, but it was on sale November 15th, 1977. Cover price of 35 cents. Editor is Archie Goodwin. Writer, Chris S. Claremont. Esquire! Penciler, John L. Byrne. We reached the burns, didn't we? Feel the burn. Feel the burn, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm, I'm burning. I'm burning for you. Good one. Good one, Pat. I was racking my brain trying to think of a song with burning. I got it. Woo! Who sang that? I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for you. Is that? It's Jared and Pat. Yep. Inker Terry Austin. Letterer is Joseph Rosen. And color is Andy Yankus. You can find this also reprinted in classic X-Men number 16. Marvel Masterworks volume 12 of the Uncanny X-Men. Wolverine Triumphs and Tragedies trade paperback. The Essential X-Men volume 1 trade paperback. Uncanny X-Men Omnibus Volume 1. And it's also on Marvel Unlimited. So we hope you are joining us by reading along with us so you can have as much fun as we're having looking at this. Cover credits go to penciler Dave Cockrum and inker is Terry Austin. Let's go ahead and get a cover review and then we'll get into some quick thoughts on it. But let's start with Jared's cover description. I'll take it from here. Well, in keeping with Spidey, this must be Orange Month because the Marvel Comics Group banner is black letters on an orange background. And the corner box also has an orange background as it contains the heads of Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Banshee, Colossus, and Nightcrawler. The title is the all-new, all-different X-Men, and that classic block letter logo is red with yellow highlights. The main action shows Weapon Alpha delivering a vicious uppercut to Wolverine as Logan is being laid out in the forest. Simultaneously, Weapon Alpha is shooting an energy blast over his right shoulder and knocking Colossus down. Over his opposite shoulder, we see Banshee and Storm arriving to help save their friends as Weapon Alpha decrees, You can't stop me, X-Men. Weapon Alpha always gets his man. A text box at the bottom reveals Wanted, Wolverine, Dead or Alive. Delvin, sing that Bon Jovi. Wanted, Wanted, Dead or Alive. I walk these streets. I'm on my back. I'm playing for keeps. Because I'm not making it done. I'm so quick trivia for you you know how he did the entire soundtrack to was it young guns 2 yes they actually asked him if they could use that song for young guns and he said nah i'll do a whole soundtrack for you yep yeah i have that soundtrack it's, it's great. a fine soundtrack because mm-hmm. john was going Jared, you started this. Welcome to Bon Jovi Cats, episode one. I'm your host, Jared Alfred, the art sale artist. 
Musical genius Joe November wants nothing to do with this show. <laughs> and I'm spinning the wax and the tracks from this DJ Cristados. <laughs> this is all Bon Jovi hour. All Bon Jovi, all the time. Hey, Patty Garrett. That's what <laughs> I used to call you. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Joe, oh. used to work on the dog. No, not doing other stuff. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, goodness. Don't uh, don't blow the whole Bon Jovi podcast wad in the first episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we got a hold to what we got. I couldn't help it. It was right there. She's a little runaway. That's early Bon Jovi. <laughs> okay, yep, this is all on me. Uh, yeah, I'm not even bad. <laughs> Mary Jane, what's your favorite Bon Jovi song? Your love's <laughs> <laughs> Bad Madison is what she needs. Right, you know it, baby. Okay, choo choo, back on the bus. <laughs> Well, let's go get to some quick cover thoughts on this, and we will go with Delvin. I like this cover. It's probably um, Weapon Alpha. It's probably that costume. That costume kicks butt, man. I like it. I like the Canadian flag. The the red and the white just stand out like a lot. Freaking hell Canada on that. <laughs> Shout out, Ross Show. Right? Yeah. Uh, and Toronto Cop. Um, Toronto Cop. But yeah, loving, like, I mean, it, it makes the whole freaking cover stand out. That's a great cover. Pat, what do you think? Wait, I don't care what Pat thinks. Any questions? <laughs> okay. Help me out here, Delvin. When I first saw that costume, I thought there was a crossover with Alpha Flight. So who did I think it was? Well, he is a part of Alpha Flight. And Oh, okay. And, I didn't mention that in the... I don't read. He, he also thing. goes by North Star. I okay, because that's why I was like, "This is North no, Star." No, but then, this then is he Vindicator. Vindicator. Yes. See, I got confused. Vindicator, you're right. This yeah, is Vindicator. So this is Vindicator, aka Weapon Alpha. Hence the Alpha Flight. Yes. Got it. All right. I really got to start reading these things. Well, I was kind of confused a little bit too. So thank you. Yeah. What I, I was do. like, I'm hoping we get some Alpha Flight next round, but nobody's sure. ever said that. History <laughs> comes. Like they want Alpha Flight? Oh my goodness! Didn't we, gonna get mad. Alpha Flight. I was gonna say, didn't we start a whole kerfuffle about this <laughs> last time that I made fun of Alpha Flight? And someone was like, "That's you talking about Alpha Flight." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ross Michelle. <laughs> I know Shag is a big Alpha Flight guy, so... I, yeah. Well, I like the cover, too, as well. Like Delvin said, I think it's got some really neat action going on. Everybody's kind of well-placed. Yeah, just a very good-looking action scene. Makes you want to open it up and see what's going to happen in it. Jason? Yeah, I agree with you. I wrote down here in my notes, great action. I also agree 100% with Delvin. I wrote down here, Weapon Alpha looks cool as hell on this mm-hmm. cover. He is just all about the business, and he is delivering the goods here on, on this cover. I also like the effects of the kind of the tilted angle of the battle with the river in the foreground, with them kind of splashing in the water effects. And it's also kind of neat having the woods environment there mm-hmm. after our intergalactic episode. I kind of felt like I liked it being more grounded here back on planet Earth. 
What do you think, Pat? Well, I'll re-say what I said before. <laughs> I knew oh, that was coming. <laughs> oh, okay. So I went last. No, so we're, not following, we're not following the script at all. Got it. Okay. Did I ever go? <laughs> no. Oh, I always skip you because you just gave the description. Sorry. Jared, I'm good with it. What do you think? It's all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Actually, Jason said it all. I really like the getting back to terrestrial. You know, you guys know how I felt about the uh, spacey stuff. So, yeah. And when you can make a dude from Alpha Flight look cool, you're on point. That's it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, speaking about on point, let's find out what our rating will be for this issue. Just a reminder for the LBC, that's Lawbox Crusade rating system. We're going to do it X-Men style. And that's a five. You loved it. It gave you a ring to swing on. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Mm. Two, eh, mm. didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It uh. turned you into a baby. You a baby. <laughs> it went down <laughs> in a blaze. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Jared, what's your rating for this cover? I want to give it a real strong rating to be like everybody else on the team. But here's the thing. It's my <laughs> anyway, it's a oh man, musical genius Joe over here be a four point five. Uh, do it, uh, do it. It kicks it's a five. There we Ooh, go. Yeah, nice. it's it's really cool. It's really good. I mean, Vindicator, like you say, he looks the business, and it's freaking Vindicator. It's it, we're talking about a B or C level guy here, and he looks great. It, it, yeah, five. Delvin. I'm going to give it a five as well. Man, I, I don't know what it was. He's not Vindicator yet. Weapon Alpha, they're just like looking strong and powerful. He makes that cover. And I mean, a Wolverine secondary to it and then just the beautiful colors behind it. it it's a five. It is a five for me. Jason. Wow, you guys, I honestly had it as a four in my Ooh. notes. And now I'm succumbing to the peer pressure. <laughs> looking at it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> it's your life. I got, I'm going to stick with a four just because if we're going to hang it on the wall, there's some other ones I think I would hang on the wall before it. Right. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, it's fair. All right. But maybe what happened here, maybe what happened here is you said this was a cockroach. So maybe he was like, kick me off the book, will you? I'll show you a badass cover. <laughs> Now you're going to know what you're missing. You're not going to get some of this. <laughs> you're just going to get the burn. <laughs> you could have had the cockroach. <laughs> now you just got the burn. Now you got the burn. Pat, what is your rating for the cover? Oh, well. If I'm going to do what you a, want, Pat. Yeah, I know. I, I do. <laughs> Whoa, calm down. Whoa. Got out of hand. You, you do. You call me Weapon Pat. <laughs> I'm coming at you. That's what it is. This is gonna give me a five, and you can't stop me. All right, all right, fives from the guys, except yeah. for me. That was the downer. The X Men, the X Men guy, gave it the four. But Pat was in there. Really good score. It is. It is. Jason dropped that four. The Pat came in, but he was like, "I'll be there for you." These five points, I swear to you. Jason Gibbs covers a bad grade. (laughs) Gibbs covers a bad grade. Why does this happen every episode? (laughs) 
You know how we do. We do. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get a short synopsis from Jason. All right, kick back, relax a minute. Cyclops, Storm, Banshee, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, Children of the Atom, Students of Charles Xavier, Mutants. Feared and hated by the world they have sworn to protect, these are the strangest heroes of all. These are the X-Men. Stanley presents the Uncanny X-Men. episode is Home Are the Heroes. Returning home to the mansion after their intergalactic adventure, the X-Men are ready for some much-needed R&R. While Banshee and Moira accompany Peter and Aurora on a picnic by the lake, Logan opts to relax in his own style by stalking the fauna out in the woods. All seems peaceful until Wolverine is viciously attacked by an assailant identifying himself as Weapon Alpha. Recognizing Weapon Alpha as fellow agent Jimmy Hudson from his days as a Canadian special agent, Logan learns that Jimmy has been sent by our neighbors to the north to bring Wolverine back into their fold. Refusing to return to his old life, Wolverine and Weapon Alpha go toe-to-toe in savage combat. While Wolverine is no slouch, Jimmy's specially designed combat suit gives him force fields, flight, and laser blasts. Soon he has the upper hand, and it seems like all is lost for the old knucklehead. That is until Colossus, Banshee, and Storm come to the rescue and drive off Weapon Alpha, who decides discretion is the better part of Valor. A grateful Logan reveals that while he appreciates the rescue, the day's attack was just the beginning. So who is Jimmy Hudson? What is the relationship between Jimmy and Logan? Who votes we side with Storm and make the lake a clothing optional beach? (laughs) Second next time. (laughs) I got a feeling. I had a feeling I'd get at least one second. (laughs) <laughs> Tune in next time and find out. Back to you, Pat. I don't know. She's winning me over on her side. Uh, I can <laughs> see where Jared's got that love for her and, mm-hmm. her, and Ryan Daly, too, as well. Got and that. Tim Price. And Tim Price, yeah. You know, in all seriousness, I've always thought the Storm was the best leader. Yep, same, same. Mohawk Storm is my favorite Storm. Mm-hmm. She was crafty. She's tough. But she's also empathetic. Yep. I think, you know, she just brings out what's best in the X-Men. I will fade back into the darkness. (laughs) Speaking about fading back, let's go ahead and get to the bric-a-brac. Is it going to be a first read or a reread? We'll start with Pat. It's a first read for me, Pat. Delvin? First read for me, Jason. Reread. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (sighs) Jared? Inconsequential first read. Now we get the sad reading rainbow song. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. 
With that, I want to thank Ryan Daly for finding us that little gem of music. Let's go ahead now, get into a couple of rounds of highs, lows, and what does for this issue. We'll start with Jared. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have to pull it up to give you my first time. <laughs> I figured that. I figured that. Wait, what? What are you, what? What are you pulling up again? <laughs> my. <laughs> your 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 cock room cover. A cock room cover. Yeah, the art is very very good. John Byrne is in full stride. Everybody knows how I feel about Storm. He draws her very very sexy. But let's not get hung up on that. All right, everything looks good. John Byrne is very very good at faces. In particular, faces are not easy. He's good at hands. Those are the tough things that artists do. And yes, his Storm is gorgeous. But I mean, when you pick up from Dave Cochran, we mentioned this in the in the last episode. That's big shoes to fill, and Byrne is filling them shoes. And I'll pass it to Pat. What'd you think, man? I really enjoyed this story as well. I thought it was well put together. Like Jason said earlier, I like how it was more grounded again. We're kind of back on Earth. The story is still continuing on, and this is kind of their, hey, let's just kind of take a break, relax around the... Yep, needed a breather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little nice breather, but with a little action and some mystery. So it's almost like Glenn Ween's in here as well, too. Getting that feel of, hey, we're setting something up again. What's going on? And I really like that. They did a nice recap in the beginning of the issue as well, too. Kind of what was happening before, where they're coming from. And the only thing is, where did Lalandra and Professor X go? (laughs) (laughs) They had some things. They need take to care. take care of. Uh, Gotta get my intergalactic prophylactic. Landry's <laughs> <laughs> well, like, where am I going to stay? <laughs> In my room. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you got a high, low, or what the? I'm going to go with a high. I liked how Nightcrawler is starting to show his leadership chops a little bit by his come to Jesus talk with Cyclops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this was much needed. I give him props for stepping up. And even though he isn't so sure that he made a dent in Cyclops, I think Cyclops' response when, I think as Banshee comes in the room and he starts to say, Banshee, I mean, Sean, you know, I, I thought that was a, a good indication that maybe he is kind of chilling out a little bit, which he needs to do. And I really like to see that development in Nightcrawler. Delvin. Let's talk about Wolverine a little bit. This is a low. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Look. I like him slightly better, this issue. So he's upgraded from an F to like a D minus. All right, just a D minus. What would Joe November give him? (laughs) Joe November, he had to grade, would probably give him an F plus. Uh, I'm going to bump it up to a D minus here because I would be glad. Like, I mean, because him snapping at Aurora like he did, unnecessary. I mean, I wish that, like, we could just interject some dialogue in Aurora, like, you can go beep yourself. <laughs> eat, <laughs> eat my There was no... Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I'm coming to my boy's rescue right now. He gave it back to her. She was giving him a bunch of S about, oh, you're going to go kill those animals. What kind of person does... And he's like, woman, number one is none of your business. Number two, that's not what I'm going to do. And so how about... You hold back on some of that judgment that you'd be laying on. So, what if he went hunting cats, Jason? 
And then we'd have a problem. Uh, well, yeah, little kitty cat. What about that? But he's not. He's, Would you have an issue with your boy then? Hmm. <laughs> well, yes, if he's out killing cats, of course I would. But the point is, that's not what he's doing. It's so, okay, maybe she jumped. I mean, she did apologize, but he called her a name. Let's see, what is she? Abroad, like what? Yeah, okay, I can't really defend that one, man. That's (laughs) that's not cool. What? Unacceptable. She's no broad. She's a lady. She's a goddess. She's a goddess. So there's that part of it, but I I will balance it out with a more of a good because at least later on in the book it was not to anyone else. It was just to himself. But he was like, uh, I got my hands full with Weapon Alpha here. I might be in some trouble. Uh-huh. I like that he um had a little bit of vulnerability, and they've shown him in this yellow costume before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. When he had on the classic yellow, it looked real good, too. So I'll add that part, too. Let's pass it off to Jared. Man, I was going to do that low on Wolverine because he's still being a jerk. I was liking the Nightcrawler. You guys covered that. Art looks good. You get a little good background on Wolverine here. Yeah. That mystery is, is you know. Yeah, you do have to remember that this back in the day, he was still quite the mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. But no, you know, I don't have anything to add. I guess this goes along with the art. I will say this. I like the uh, cool transition panel thing that Byrne did as Colossus is throwing that punch and going from flesh to metal and then connects in that fourth panel. I like that series. Very cool. But aside from that, man, we've hit it. This is a very, very big upgrade from the last storyline for me. And I'll pass it back to Patrick. Well, I agree too. Artwork in this is really good. I like learning a bit, a little bit more about Weapon Alpha. Seems to me like a really kind of interesting, cool character as well, too. Again, brings that mystery about how does he know Logan? He calls him Logan as well, too. So there's that big history. I mentioned it earlier on. There was a mix-up, I don't know, in the editing on it at the last page as Storm and Banshee are flying around. Storm says to Banshee, I agree with you, my friend. Banshee's signaling us back to the lake. I was like, what? I had to double check on that. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, good catch. So it threw me off, but then I'm like, oh, it just must be a typo. Mm. But I want to do... I'll have to go look and see if they corrected that in my version or not. I'm wondering, speaking of getting into the details, and I know I missed my turn, but maybe Jason knows, is this the first time they use the term Weapon X? Yeah, that's true, too. When he calls him that, he like busts up out of the ground and he says, recognize me, Weapon X? I, I like, don't know if it's that time or if it's... I'd have to check. I'd have to check. If I was going to bet money, I'd say that they did it earlier. Okay. Because there was, yeah, I don't remember if it was Giant Size or if it was 97, 98, when they actually recruited Wolverine. And they, I think they, they might have to- said it there. You're right. I can't remember. But okay. okay. I'd have to double check. Yeah. So might be historical, might not. We're not sure. Why don't you guys out there do it? This is a lazy podcast. Listeners, this is the first time. We don't do a lot of research. <laughs> we also have a lot of smart listeners. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I'm sure we have listeners that are way smarter than me on X-Men and other things. <laughs> And I got one more thing I'm going to add here. Is it me or has Myra gotten younger? I don't know. I mean, it just may be because we're seeing her drawn by John Byrne now. Just might be different art style. Mm. My guess would be that got Professor X. She's somewhat close in age to Professor X. I would assume younger, though, and somewhat similar in age to Banshee. Is that fair? 
I would think yeah, so. I think Banshee's definitely, you know, older. He's pretty close to Xavier's age. I think he's closer to Xavier's age than he is the X-Men, with the exception, of course, of Wolverine. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I always pictured Banshee kind of like in his 40s. Okay. I have a breaking news update. What's that? The first use of the term Weapon X actually appeared in Incredible Hulk 181. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. You know, I was thinking back, like, maybe they used it in that Incredible Hulk. They case. did. I just yeah. did oh, some internet research. All right. We don't need you, listeners. Thanks for <laughs> Thanks, Tim Price. I know you got it, but we appreciate the effort. Dave Collins doesn't know. He only knows about the battle wagon. Yes. <laughs> battle on battle wagon battle on oh my goodness war wagon battle wagon war wagon battle wagon whatever whatever <laughs> 220 Dude, whatever it takes <laughs> where are we in the show <laughs> I don't know we're at Jason you got another high or low I'll give it a high I like seeing the look at Storm's life in the mansion uh-huh. I always one of the things I liked about her is her character is, of course, she's claustrophobic, as we, we've seen a little bit in our reading thus far. And so she's opted to take the attic for the open space, and it has the big skylight so she can see out in the night sky. I'm not sure if this is the first time we've seen Storm's attic. It's but not. We've seen it before, eh? Yes, and I'm not going to remember when, but we saw it before. Well, whatever the case, I always enjoy seeing that. I really dig her attic environment, and I think that just adds a little bit, an additional layer to Storm's character, which I enjoy. And I like her back porch. (laughs) (laughs) And I like the way she gets clean. (laughs) Delvin, high, low, or what the? It's somewhat repetitive, but I just really like the costume design of Weapon Alpha. Whomever designed that, if it's Burn, if it's Cockrum, they did a great job with that. They're just great. And I will give John Byrne credit, and it won't be the last time. He draws some beautiful stuff. Just a lot of great, distinct artwork. So they gave John an opportunity to draw every one of the new X-Men, and he gave them all very good, distinctive looks that mm-hmm. were true to the original, but very much John Byrne's own. So props wow. to him for that. All right. Well, then I think with that, let's go ahead and find out who went the extra mile for this issue. We'll start with Jason. Who's your extra mile? Storm, and you all know why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the less said, the better, my goodness. I was kind of hoping Jared would go first, because I figured Jared would do the same thing. I'd be like, Jared, that is highly irresponsible. This is a family show. You need to take this seriously. And, uh, yeah, also Storm for both. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you should be ashamed of yourself. Jared looked at him and Jason just nodded and said, you should be ashamed. <laughs> Shame, sir. Shame. Shame. Good day. <laughs> Say good day. Say good day. So I'm uh, looking through the book again. There wasn't one main character. You know what? I'm gonna, I'll am i just go with Guardian since I'm all in love with the costume and everything. Guardian was the main driver of the action to me in the storyline. I mean, I don't want to pick Wolverine on this because I still think he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with Guardian who was trying to pull him back home to the motherland. Eh? Is he Guardian or? Excuse me, not Guardian. Vindicator and uh, or Weapon Alpha is what I should have said. All right. Very cool. Jared? 
who went the extra mile for you. Mm-hmm. Should I even? <laughs> you know what? I'm high-roading it today, gentlemen. While Storm was quite gorgeous, I got to give it to my man, Colossus. Oh. Let me tell you something. I'm a huge Colossus fan. I feel like Colossus is the friend you want to have. Uh-huh. He, he <laughs> sees Wolverine get laid out. At first, he tries diplomacy. Hey, let's talk about this. Let's take it easy. And dude's like, ah, oh, get it on. And he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Armor up and start wailing on behalf of your friend. I'm a big Colossus fan. He seems like a very loyal friend to me. I know Delvin spoiled ruined my whole life to say he, he does something terrible later on. I guess we'll get to that in about 20 years. <laughs> for 30 years yeah it'll be a while but i just think he's that guy who's insanely powerful insanely strong doesn't feel like he has to prove it all the time but hey you know you mess with his friends you get messed with so good job colossus what do you think pat i'm gonna go with banshee i just like how you know he's protecting his lady once she gets injured he really goes off the deep end there and just really goes full bore at weapon alpha Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, That's before right. he was like Wolverine, oh no, no. <laughs> and so then he just really takes him out where Wolverine couldn't do it. Banshee just going full Osborne on him. Yeah, like they kind of showed in the in the last issue. And Unchained Banshee is a very powerful guy. Oh yeah, yes it is, or yes he is. So that would be my extra mile. Let's go ahead and get into some ratings for this issue. Once again, it's a one through five rating here at the LBC. Five is you loved it. It gave you a ring to swing from. Four is you really liked it. Three, eh, you just it was okay. You liked it. Two, you didn't like it at all. And one, you hated it. It turned you into a baby. Let's find out what it did for Pat. I loved it. It gave me a ring to swing on, Pat. <laughs> Are we going five on this, Pat? I'm going five on this one. I Ooh. like this. Wow, I did not see that coming. Both this one and the Spider-Man, it got me interested again. It wasn't overly kind of out there. It was grounded, and you got a little bit more of learning about Wolverine. And I want to know a little bit more about this weapon alpha guy. And, you know, it had everybody just kind of chilling for a little while. And, and you had Scott kind of contemplating with Nightcrawler coming in to kind of give him some guidance. So mm-hmm. um, um, talk, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Delvin, what are you going to rate it? I'm going to rate it a four for similar reasons that you gave. After last issue of <laughs> Chris Claremont's six-year-old space adventure, it was nice for him to get back to Earth. And this is kind of an X-Men staple where as soon as, you know, they'll break off into their separate groups, develop the relationships. Then a main conflict draws them back together. They have a lot of good story uh, threads that they brought out that were good. And then the main villain uh, of the book was good as well. So I give it a four. Jared. I'm there with you, man. It's a four. This is a big comeback from the one that I gave last issue. We got it back down to earth. Everything made sense to me. It was a calm down book, but yet it still built a mystery. And they're going to develop Wolverine some more, which you remember in 1970 was a seven going on 78. Yep. You know, this was all new and exciting. We know mm-hmm. a lot about Wolverine now, but back then this would have been like, huh. So strong four. Good comeback from last issue. Jason. Gosh, I guess I'm going to be the low man on the totem pole. I got to say, after eating dog poop for about the last two issues, we're getting some macaroni and cheese. Mm. And macaroni and cheese tastes way better than dog poop. Yes, it does. That's the fact. Verified. But it's still macaroni and cheese. It's still not four. It's three. I'm going to say I liked it. I like wow. what you're doing. Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting being the X-Men guy. Man, you've had some bad mac and cheese, bro. <laughs> 
There's no such thing as bad mac and cheese. I like mac I'm and just, cheese. I, man, I mean, nothing wrong with that three, though. Seriously. Yeah. I, was just, I was on more of the mac and cheese. <laughs> there's the other stuff. And then there's Kraft macaroni and cheese. Kraft has more cheese than those other guys. No wonder they call it the cheesiest. I'm just saying, you know, when you've been eating dog poop for two issues, anything tastes good. But let's not go crazy. I don't think it's four level for me yet. Fair enough. Build your trust back again. I I hear you. I hear you. Mm -hmm. I can readily accept that I was so excited to actually finish a book. um, (laughs) Yeah, well, that's that's amazing, too, because the last time you said you were just out, you're done. I was done. done. Yeah, I literally did not finish reading that book. So they must have heard you and said, I got to put some naked storm in it. Like, you better draw some naked storm fast. <laughs> I mean, losing I think, that Jared Albrecht. I think Jared Albrecht and John Byrne could share some therapy sessions. Here. <laughs> <laughs> They're storm infatuations. That brings us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question, send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. We will be right back. Hello there. This is Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. The Yard Sale Artist, with a quick podcast promo for my show, Comics with Normies. Here's how the show works. Using my yard sailing skills, I acquire a random comic book from a yard sale. I then give said random comic to a normie. A normie being a person who doesn't normally read comic books. Then, on the show, I'll sit down with the normie to discuss the issue. Get a real outsider's point of view and see what some of the comics that we love and maybe not love so much seem like to those normal folks we see walking around on the streets each day. It should be a fun perspective and good for a few laughs. You can check out the Comics with Normies podcast along with some other fun-filled podcasts from White Rocket Entertainment on iTunes and at whiterocket.podbean.com. And feel free to join the show using Twitter handle at Normies Podcast or on Facebook at Comics with Normies. Once again, you can find Comics with Normies on iTunes and at whiterocket.podbean.com. We'll see you there. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, NakedStorm.net. Oh, hey, sales going up. (laughs) How you doing? The yard sale artist.bigcartel.com, early access to special long box episodes, voting to help determine show content, a quarterly newsletter, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. or stash it. Bob Buster, Dave Collins, Gene Hendricks, I the Collector, Ivor Evans, Joe Thomas, John and Maggie, Maxwell Traver, Miranda W, Mr. Lobotomy, Ronald Went, Ross Michaud, Samantha Maney, Steve Cronin, Tim, Toronto Cop, and who is Scorpio? Welcome. 
Welcome, welcome. If we What's miss- your sign, bro? <laughs> it's, it's Scorpio. Oh, yeah. 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 If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're not a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to patreon.com and searching for Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. $1. One. One saw buck. You get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at LBC headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short, just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show, and we will share your review on the next show. For instance, we received an iTunes review, a five-star rating from Joey C., also known as the Skyward King. You should check out his podcast, too. He says, great podcast. Production is great. They really know how to get you in the vibe of the time period that they're speaking on. And it's just a great listen overall. Props to all the hosts. Subbed. So once again, Joey, dude, thank you very much. I've listened to his podcast. He uh, does a show with Delvin Cox, and it is a fun listen to. Uh, It sounds to me very much like a talking head show that you would hear on ESPN. Very smart, very informative. So if you guys haven't listened, it's worth listening to. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Joey. Joey. Can I I ask what subbed means? It means that he is subscribed. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're calling it these days. Oh, got it. Okay. Stay with I, the lingo. He's he young. I am he, so old. He, he, yeah, he's in, his, he's in his 20s. He young. Okay. He, yeah, he's subbed. So we also received an email from Rick Heineken. Uh, and he said that he's been listening to some of our old episodes. And he gave us a recipe. Oh, my gosh. It's been a while. We had a recipe. So this is awesome. He gave us uh, his recipe for meatloaf, and he told specifically Weasel Skull to start cooking. So uh, we're not going to be reading uh, all the ingredients, but Jason, if you would make this meatloaf for us and please bring it to LBC headquarters so we can all try some. Maybe next episode. For our next Crusader Chronicles. Heck yeah. All right. uh, Give it a shot. Sounds good. I don't know how Jason got stuck with this. I was the guy who was cooking the recipe, <laughs> but I'm very happy to pass it off. Jason, meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf. Jason, meatloaf. <laughs> I can't say I remember the last time I made it, meatloaf, but I'll, I'll give it a local college try. Okay. Well, you know, if you may try a couple times, maybe two out of three, it ain't I bad. I that coming. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I want you. I want you. I need you. I need you. But there ain't no way. I gave it five seconds. So we're going to move on to social media, likes, shares, and retweets. Oh, 
hold on. Well, hold on a second, Delvin. I want to throw something in here. I think since we're starting to get some more recipes in, we are going to start to look at if we can get several more recipes in. The goal is to get at least maybe 10 more. So we have about 12 recipes. So then at the end of Crusademus for 2019, we are going to have not only Crusademus with 12 different issues, mm-hmm. but also each issue will come with a recipe. Oh, man. Christmas Crusaders feast. So in order to make that happen, we need you, the listeners, to provide us some recipes for the first Longbox Crusade Christmas recipes. It would be a Crusaders miracle and food. Mm-hmm. So you got some time. So make sure you get out there, get your favorite recipes sent in to contact at longboxcrusade.com. Hey. <laughs> yeah, hey. Mary Jane. Yeah. I found a cookbook of British cooking. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to make you a spotted. D- <laughs> you sure that's for me and not for you? Oh, we can God. share it. So, yes, we're going to move on now to social media, likes, shares, and retweets. We're talking about episode 30 from August 1977, where we covered Amazing Spider-Man 174 and Star Wars. Issue 5. And I'll kick this off with Aaron Head Moss. Yo, Joe. At Nane, at Nane. We left our wallet with Al Sedano. I gotta get it. I got got to get it. One of our favorite professors is Ellen Middleton. Alec Edward Taylor. And we have Andrew. Next up is Angelica Fetty Wolf. Anthony Kolzowski. Arlene Smurthwaite. Ben Terrell. Bill Beer. Beer. Charlie, it's not easy being green. <laughs> Chris Litke. I, I keep looking up into this guy. Chris <laughs> at VTO and Bat Books. It's show now. Clint Carlisle. Our first Clinton Shalangu. Going with the Clinton Robinson Kook Kook Kachu. And next up is his uh, blog, uh, Coffee and Comics. We got Conan the Librarian. By Crom. Speaking of Crom, we have Creighton Wall. Damon Hayward. Daniel Lailman. Dave Collins. That was just a crazy old man. Dame Deborah Smith. Yes. Thank you. Dustin Staub. Jeffrey Ranger. Green Lantern HG. And his alter ego, Hal Jordan. Henry Flores Jr. Ibarra. Ivan Chutley. James Charles Huntley. JT. Jean-Pierre Paget. Jeffrey Brown. Jeffrey Fonzo. Hey. Jennifer Houghton. Jim Jarman. What up, Jim? Joe Thomas. Oh, and my sister-in-law, Johanna Albrecht. I'd hit that. (laughs) (laughs) I tried, Johanna. I really tried. (laughs) John Driscoll John McLeod from the Clan McLeod Nice John Osberg Jonathan Schaefer Hames mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He knows what yep. he did <laughs> <laughs> Juan Jose Luis Hernandez Woo Pat Pat Fire tonight And apparently we're just swapping out the sisters-in-law Because <laughs> I got Julie Jansen Jason I <laughs> Next up is Kelly Sherman Brown. Then we have Kenneth Justice Jingles all the way. <laughs> Kirby. Christopher. Liz Ann Oswalt. M. Anthony Gerardo. 
Rico. Manuel Merlot Garcia. Mark Willman. Mark Brust. Mark Edward Decker. Mark Holcomb. Mark Rancifer. Marianne Peacock. Matt Mundorf. Michael K. Rabone. Mike Peacock. Mr. Toon. Noel Jordan. Nightstar 357. Patrick Coyle. Paul BTTB. Philip O. Philip Packer. And I got our friends Ruth and Darren at Rad Adventures. Ranger Gord. Reggie Reggie. Robert Charles. Ruth Sutherland. Scott Barry. Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast. Thanks, Sean. Then we have Steampunk Frodo. Stephen Fowler. Steve Hibbert. The Wolverine. Snake. Snake. Come on down. It's time for Tim Price. <laughs> Tom Beach. Trekker Talk. We just gonna let that go. Just let that go. Hold on, hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Space, the final frontier. The needs of the many, <laughs> the needs of the few. It's traffic talk. Phasers to fun. <laughs> unpacking the power of power pack. Can't unpack the power pack, but go ahead. Take it, Pat. I can't do it. Give me a beat. <laughs> the pop. Bernard Jeffries, Xenozoic Xenophiles. And we're wrapping it up with Zappa Frank. Good gravy. That's a lot of freaking people. We appreciate it. Oh, Absolutely. man. That was Thanks awesome. Uh, we're going to move on to social media comments from. I'm going to take one here from Green Lantern HG. And he said, first off, apologies for being two days late, but I have a good excuse. No, you don't. I'm done with this message. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Second, as always, a great episode, guys. Never a dull moment with you. And I have to do it again. This episode's trophy goes to Weasel Skull for being the best tower trooper in charge of the alarm. <laughs> I know he's talking about that one. <laughs> oh, you m- better get me. <laughs> thanks for the email, Green Lantern. And thanks for uh, all the support you keep giving us. We really appreciate it. Very cool. I'm going to do one from Tim Price. And then Tim actually made a comment on the website at www.longboxcrusade.com. And Tim says, I'm a big fan of the original New Warriors. It took a while to warm up to Night Thrasher, but he got very cool quickly. And man, his skateboard was tough. As demonstrated in NW number eight, when Thrash fought one-on-one against, yep, the Punisher. Ooh, perked my ears up. In the middle of a pretty great three-part storyline, I highly recommend the first 25 issues of New Warriors. I'd say it still holds up. Len Wein's dialogue for Jonah was excellent this issue. Hold me hostage. Who'd pay the ransom? Love it. Thanks, Crusaders. Timmy, out. <laughs> <laughs> Props to the original New Warriors. Great book. Yeah, I knew Devil would be on board with that. Heck yeah. Well then, let me just scroll through our voluminous mailbag here and pick one at random. I've got one here from Dave Collins. <laughs> old bid one, that wizard crazy old man. He writes, battle wagon, question mark, question mark. Never heard of it. Now battle, I got deleted. <laughs> 
I don't know what I don't yeah. know what he's gonna put after battle. I assume wagon, battle wagon, y'all. No, I think it, what he said is never heard of it referred to as anything else. That's right. What that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. What battle it wagon is. never heard never it heard heard, it, heard of it to, referred to, to right as anything else as anything else. Never. Yeah, it's got one name, obviously. Thanks, David. Thanks, Thanks David. David. We agree. We we wholeheartedly agree. Get your own battery-operated battle wagon loaded with tremendous firepower at food markets only. So I don't know if we've ever had a comment from John Driscoll before. I don't remember. So I'll read one of his. He had three. We'll get to one of them. He says, Spider-Man, a hero in the true classic meaning, as was laid down to us by the ancient Greeks. He endures pain and risks his life for a public that all but hates and fears him. Very well said. You try to class up our show? Is that yeah, right? I did. Oh. Yeah, man. God, I can't make fun of that. Well, I mean, we could also discuss that the ancient Greeks had a hand uh, in building San Diego. Mm-hmm. The name for San Diego, I'm pretty sure, is an old wooden ship. Not sure. Agree to disagree. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then we'll just wrap it up here with Ranger Gord, who says, I hope that Star Wars thingy can hang on for a few years. Well, I don't know for a few years, but uh, stay tuned. We may have some action film face-off coming your way that you might enjoy. Jonathan Schaefer Hames writes, I had that Star Wars one. How dare you, Jonathan? How dare you? <laughs> he he knows what he did. He did it again. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for the follows, the likes, the shares, and the comments. We appreciate your friendship and help in spreading the word about this podcast. And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com, where the post will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to give a thanks to Jared, Jason, Delvin for joining me this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. Jason? Well, you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. As I no longer have my script up, I will go Delvin. Good guess. You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Jared? You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's at Yard Sale Artist on all three. Pat? You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. And if you want to interact with us live via chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Livestream over on the YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on the YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or question? Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care, and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the crusade to... So many nights I'd sit by my window Waiting for someone to sing me
alone in the dark But now you've come The intro music for Crusader Chronicles is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret it. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. It's just me, I think. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. And then Pat cuts himself off mm-hmm. just in mid sentence. He'll give you half a thought. And as that cleanup guy, you're like, what, 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 what do I do? Yeah, you're, you're, chart. I mean, you're absolutely. <laughs> so. Script up, pants down. Script up, pants down. We ain't gonna mess around. Let's podcast. Let's podcast. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the song, so I'm just I, I, you guys got brother and I will. Are you doing the Queen one? Which one are you doing? Well, the one from the TV show. Oh, okay. Are they the same song? I don't know. I don't, I don't know which TV show you're talking what about. What TV show is it? Yeah. The TV show was. I can't remember what that show was. Show you made up? You know what we're talking about? Well, obviously you guys don't remember it, so... We provided more detail. <laughs> I can't remember the, the name of the show. That poll is... The, the Father and the Son. There was a s- Father and the Son. Okay, we've yeah. narrowed it down. <laughs> well, let me tell you about my best friend. We've narrowed it down to literally every sitcom ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat's pull list is going to be replaced with a segment called Pat's Dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's Dementia. Uh, forget him if you got him. Excuse me while I... What? No, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, damn it, you guys, I'm done. <laughs> 33 episodes. We finally broken. <laughs> I think we managed to piss Pat off on every Pat's pull list. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is an impressive streak, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all don't deserve Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe it's Stupid. been five episodes and we pissed Pat off in every one of the stories? <laughs> you guys can't handle my pull list. <laughs> <laughs> Taking my pull list and going home. Yeah. We don't deserve Star Wars and we don't deserve the pull list. Nope. I'm just you, guys, you guys are nothing but chumps. Oh, chumps. Slugheads. Slugheads. Mmm, slugheads. Probably the only show where people look forward to the promo breaks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe all the yippity yappities. Yeah, blah, blah. Make with the promos already. Like, these yeah. guys are not funny. Who told them they were clever? Oh, my God.
Oh my God, Becky! It's like we did. We told ourselves we were clever. Check out that promo <laughs> break for thirty-three episodes. We've told ourselves we're clever. Somebody has to lie to us. Uh, anyway, we're doing a show. Yeah, we're doing a show. Yep. Let's do it. Okay, we got some sugar. Come on, find me up. Your heart, sticky, sweet. From my head to my feet. All right, here we go. Amazing Spider Man number 177. Spider Man. Spider Man. Did I say Spider Man? You might. 3033 Part 2, baby. Electric Boogaloo. Remix. Me, 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 me. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody make some noise in this joint, man. Look at him. Check the flavor of the rhythm I wrote. And while I get a chance here, let me clear my throat. <laughs> if, you, if you guys have <laughs> I mean, Wolfen, Wolfen, Wolfen? Logan opts to relax in his own inimitable. Uh, I knew I should know you put that word in there. <laughs> Ignominy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. Jason doesn't even know. You took mine. You made me go out of order. <laughs> Whatever. Shalongu. Shalongu, okay. Or it could be Chilongu. I don't know. Pick your poison. Like Chilongu or Shilongu. Yeah, I'll see what comes up. Pop up his. Angel smile. You promised me heaven and put me through Bad. 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 Bad.